welcome to this podcast. This is the first podcast of hopefully many, many more. And if you've seen the title, the topic is always trauma. But it doesn't mean that we're always going to be crying. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be deep. Sometimes it will be though. But I've got this idea that we've all gone through trauma, whether it's a massive traumatic experience or it is a really bad day gone wrong or a cat dying and people have judgments on what should be traumatic to you and what should have affected you but at the end of the day every experience we go through affects us whether we like to believe that or not whether it was a good experience or bad and I just want this to be a place where we can openly talk about the trauma about the horrific experiences whether it was your first love whether it was bullying in school whether it was someone mistreating you whether it was a really embarrassing moment that you just haven't lived down and constantly think about luckily I have been through probably every single type of trauma a person can go through people often tell me that I should write a book about my life but that's never going to happen because I'm dyslexic and also have rage and mental health issues so I would probably not get round to finishing that but I just feel like a podcast might be the easiest way for me to share some of my crazy effed up sometimes hilarious traumatic events that might make other people listening either feel like they resonate or at least make themselves feel better about their life And then hopefully in the future, if people even listen to this podcast, then I could potentially get you guys to email in some of your traumatic stories or events that have happened to you. Like I said, it doesn't have to be major. Anything that affects you, I think we need to talk about things without this pressure that gets put on us to justify something being bad. God, some people might cry because they spilled the coffee. So what? let them cry they really wanted that coffee so without further ado i decided to start the first podcast off about my first love let me tell you i hope when i have a child and to all the parents out there that have kids please do not forget the actual agony of first love because i truly believe that as teenagers we feel different Our hormones are everywhere, we're all over the place, we are angry and sad and upset and self-conscious and I do think that we are ill-equipped to deal with love and heartbreak and it is something that we all go through but I genuinely think that some adults get to a certain age and forget or maybe it's a parent thing and it'll happen to me too when I have kids but we laugh about it and It's okay to laugh in private, but when we laugh about it to the people who are going through it in that moment, I feel like you've forgotten what it felt like. It is beyond any other pain in that moment. I'm going to tell you all about my first love. And it's a, just strap your buckles, strap your buckles, strap yourselves in. This is a hell of a ride. Now, I want to preface this by saying that when I was young, which I'm sure you'll get to know, about I had no confidence I had no self-confidence I hated myself I was in a really bad place at home I was in a bad place friendship wise school wise everything was shit basically and I met this I'm gonna say boy because we were we were like 16 I want to say I met this boy at a house party of a friend's 
and instantly I just liked him. He made me laugh, he was funny, you know, typical seeing him, we were talking and chatting, we were drinking, even though obviously that is illegal, so don't come for me, but you know, in the UK people tend to drink before the 18 anyway, and he paid me some attention, and like I said, I had my self-confidence was in the boots it was a bit in the negative if that was possible and I think at the end of the night we like had a kiss and that was it really and then we started messaging I didn't live with my parents in this time period I was in the care of other people and I think we were chatting we got each other's numbers or like whatsapp it might have even been bbm back then if anyone remembers bbm and we were chatting and talking and he ended up coming down one time to stay in my, well, the place that I was living, so it wasn't my house. And, you know, you know, and I think we talked for a little bit after that. And then I'm pretty sure that he kind of just stopped speaking to me. And I remember being upset, distraught, but not like heartbroken. I was just like, oh, this is how it is you know, he was clearly after something and then they get that and then whatever. And I kind of just got over it. It wasn't a big deal to me after like a few months down the line. And then a few months down the line, I just got this message. I still remember where I was. I was on the bus and he messaged and was like, hey, or whatever it was that he said. And I was like, hi. And from that moment, my life changed, not just because of the absolute roller coaster of a mess of our not even relationship but because of the consequences that it caused for my future but then also it got me where I am today so you know we've got to be thankful for that but basically we started chatting more then I started going to his house and I really liked him like think back to butterflies in the stomach really wanting you know making sure that you smell nice making sure that you look your best and it was hard for me to get to this person's house like they lived I had moved at this time so I was now living with my dad and we lived in the opposite side of the city to each other and it he never after that point came to me I was always the one going to him typical and so I started going I would go spend the night spend hours I was there a lot um, but he, we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend and he had made it pretty clear that we were not going to be boyfriend and girlfriend and this is the thing that I just think, if you are young and you are listening to this, if a guy is making it clear that he does not want to make you his girlfriend but you have feelings for him, you need to just cut that off. You do not deserve to waste your time and I wish somebody had told me that because I would have save myself a lot of pain and heartbreak and embarrassment but there we go that's why you're learning from me so we started seeing I say seeing each other we weren't seeing each other but I was often at his house I was going around but there were certain things that would happen like if he say he'd asked me to come to his house because he, another thing he used to get migraines and the oh, this is so vile but like the only thing that had helped him go to sleep would in what he would say, the only thing that I tell him to go to sleep would be me, like, stroking his head to sleep. And so there was times when I literally got messages off him 
asking can you just come to mine i've got like a really bad migraine i've got a really bad headache i would scoot my ass onto a bus that took it took me over an hour to get to, to this house it wasn't simple it was two buses it was a nightmare but i would scoot myself there and i remember one time quite early on i had done that got there spent about two hours stroking his head and whatnot and then he was like oh i'm going now not like do you want to come with me i'm going to meet my friends like oh i'm going now so like we need to go sort of thing and i was like right and then we even were getting the same bus but i was getting off i don't know if i was getting off earlier or he was getting off because he was with us like his friends met us and yeah so he'd he'd do things like that when it was very obvious like he didn't want me around his friends kind of thing and i was just just an idiot i was just allowing this to happen every time i'd feel depressed sad I already self-loathed myself, which probably didn't help anyway. And there was other times like where it was his birthday. I stayed the night before his birthday. I'd like bought him presents. And at the time I didn't have much money at all. I'd bought him like presents and stuff. He opened his presents. And then he then was like, I think this might have been when he was like, oh, I'm going out. And then he was having a party afterwards. And it was, this is how bad it was. His mum rang me. Um, like once I'd gone home and he was having the party, his mum rang and was like, where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm just in my house. And she was like, no, come to the party now. And I was like, oh no, I don't think he wants me to come to his mum. And she's like, no, no, I've talked, come to his house now. And then, so I came and you know, it was weird and whatever, but I'd learned afterwards, his mum was like, had said to him like, you are going to break that girl's heart. And yeah so then we this continued but i was at his mum we got we had like a quite a, a nice relationship it was like overbearing it was quite a nice relationship where she was just really nice to me um and i also became friends with his sister um who was a little bit younger because i was just there all the time and then this carried on for a few i want to say a few months there was a time when he literally texted me so i was talking to him and then he texted me or sent me a message saying i think it was on snapchat saying no i'm not really interested in her anymore something 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 sent it to me and then deleted it now i had already read it and then i messaged him i was like oh what was that and then he just straight up lied about what he'd said and i knew deep down like that was he was talking to someone about me and still this idiot here just carried on just like everything was like he's gonna realize like i would buy him stuff all the time, give him stuff, like, I would do anything this guy wanted, I was downstairs making him jam on toast, I was making a cup of teas, I was, like, every time he was sick, he went to hospital, he ended up in hospital because he had some mad fit thing, and I was the idiot that turned up at the hospital, so upset, wanting to make sure that he was okay, I took his sister home, I went and checked on his dog, while his mum and that was, uh, like, the thought of how embarrassing it is now, but I would have, in, in that time, I would have done anything for this guy that literally gave me, was giving me nothing back, like nothing. And I remember him, like, one day we were, like, you know, just chilling on his bed. And he was like, I don't want to break your heart. Now, first of all, it's the ego of that. Like, I should have said, oh, there's so many things I should have said. And there's so much wrong with that statement. But instead of, because he knew, he knew that I liked him. He knew that I wanted more than what what was going on and 
if a guy ever says to you, I don't want to hurt you, I don't want to break your heart, you need to just pack, pack, pack and leave. You need to get out of there because I am telling you, for them to have said that, they already know that they are going to or they're already doing something that's going to because they are, t if you listen hard enough, they will tell you how they are going to treat you. But my stupid ass was there like, oh no, I know it's fine. Like, it's fine. No, it wasn't fine. It wasn't fine. But I just couldn't tell them that. Oh, it's so, so sad for my youngest self. And then he met someone and... I remember being, I can't even remember why I was at his house. Maybe it was like, I'd, I think I'd been there and he'd left to go out and meet friends or he'd stayed over. Oh, that was it too. It was when he'd had that headache thing and he'd asked me to come to his house and then I was in his house and then he then decided he was going to be staying out. But then I was already there with his sister or whatever. So it was like, well, I'm just going to stay now. Like I said, it was a long time for me to get home. And the next day he messaged saying he was coming back with these new friends. And I was like, right, okay. And then he was kind of like, can you and Ashley, with, can you and my sister get out the room? And I was like, um, right. And then his sister was just like, no, you're not. He's not forcing you to leave his room where you've been waiting for him when you came here to look after him. And then he's, so anyway, we were still there when he got back. And then he introduced me as his sister's friend now bear in mind his sister we did end up being more friendly more friends but at the time it was his little sister it still was his little sister like when i came to his house it was to see him and i remember just wanting to die in that moment then i realized ah there's this girl there that he clearly liked and it became very obvious i left I think I went with his sister or whatever and then oh this is where it all kind of went a bit weird because he would still be asking me to come round and would still be you know talking to me kind of keeping me there but not not as much as before and I remember it all came to a head on two separate occasions very close together I'm pretty sure it was my 18th birthday that he had, I was, I'd been there because his mum had bought me presents and stuff and I was just like with his sister or wherever and he asked me to come in, you know, we whatever, we were like chilling in bed and then afterwards he looked me dead in the eye and said, I really wish that I hadn't done that because I really like blah blah which was the other girl and I remember so desperately wanting to die I literally sat and cried next to his fat head while he went to sleep because it wasn't just the fact that I realized like he does not like me at all I think it was the feeling of being used the feeling of being so stupid, like, why had I even gone in there? Like, I, I remember feeling disgusting, heartbroken, devastated, and I just went to sleep. And I remember thinking to myself then, like, that's it now, it's over. And then I think 
me and his sister still carried on like seeing each other and stuff and going out but I wasn't really coming as much for him anymore like if we did things as like a like a group because his sister kind of sometimes did stuff with him as well then he would like involve me it was, it was a whole weird situation what I should have really done is just stop going I should have stopped going I should have cut ties I should have but instead I was like torturing myself going around to this guy's house who I was so in love with while he was like trying to get with this girl then the final nail in the coffin was one time when I was there with a sister and he'd brought this girl around and they were upstairs and they were upstairs for hours and then she went. He texted me from upstairs. Could you bring me, I can't even say it. Could you bring me some jam on toast and a cup of tea up please? Now bear in mind, I was already trying to hold myself together. Like I need to get out of this house. Like what am I even doing here? Why am I here? But I goes in the kitchen and makes him a friggin' jam on toast and fucking cup of tea. Takes it up. And then he like, Gets all snug, asks me to rub his head because he's got a headache. And then he says, um, just so you know, like me and blah blah slept together for the first time tonight. Yeah. So when I tell you that I, in every sense of the word, wanted to die in that moment. I remember just, I, I didn't know what to say. I obviously knew that that's what had happened, but the fact that he would, and why ask for the jam on toast? Like, oh, that's what makes me so angry when I think back to it. Why did you ask for the damn, the, and why did I make it? Like, why? So anyway, I remember like sitting there for a minute, still, by the way, stroking this freaking guy's head. And then I just composed myself and I said, I'm, I'm just going to go make a cup of tea. And I left that room. I did not go back into that room. I went downstairs and I bawled my eyes out with his sister. I mean, I think it it was the embarrassment, but it was also the, the heartache of being young and not really experiencing any of it before. And the anger and just the... Because I think you deeply, deep down, you know you don't deserve to be getting treated like that. And you know that you are being an idiot, but you can't help it. And, oh, I can still picture that. I vividly, I remember this happening. And I think that was basically the nail on the coffin. He did end up getting with that girl. Um, I did still continue for a while to go round with his sister like we went we'd go out and stuff it was a bit weird there was a couple of house parties I went off the rails a little bit I did start like dating his friend for like a couple of days but it wasn't really dating and we didn't really see it was just a, a weird I think I was just hoping in my little immature brain that he would be jealous and obviously he was not and then which when we circle back to the beginning of what I said I did end up getting with one of his friends that ended being a three-year relationship of hell and I did get I did stop seeing him like I didn't see him as a like a friend or whatever because it basically it ended up a whole mess and I, I did end up with somebody who made my hell 
made my hell, made my life hell for three years. So that's what I received for for all of my trying and desperately wanting him to notice me. But a couple of funny things to note. He had made comments before. One of the comments being at least he was with a girl that had boobs. Now, the irony of all that is I did not grow my boobs until I was like over 18. For some reason, like my body just didn't. I was flat chested. And then all of a sudden, boom, there she comes. There she blows. And I had a lot of, I don't know, it's funny the things that make you feel a little, that little bit better about a situation. And I remember just thinking, well, he never got, I, I, it's weird. It's just, I just, I get a lot of joy from just knowing that he's made that comment. And then the universe was like, here, bitch, you deserve them. You deserve them. And from what I know, he did end up with this girl. They had, went on to have kids. I don't think they're together anymore. I don't think it went well. Or at least, no. I do know that I think they did go on to have a kid and then they eventually split up, I think. But like I said, I'm not involved in that person's life anymore. And I am able to laugh about it now. I think that most of the time we have to go through things. And this this is not the only time that I have been mistreated by a guy or made to feel lesser or even some more heavier topics that we will go on to in the future, hopefully. But I just wanted to share how stupid teenage love really is. Because when I tell you it was one of the most painful things I've been through. And I have been through hell. Like I have been through some of the most traumatic events that pe a person should go through. From like the age of like six onwards. Because that's when you can start remembering things. And this pain that I felt then. And I can laugh about it now. I mean I'm in a healthy, happy relationship with somebody who appreciates me. And I appreciate them. And I know that I deserve that treatment. And I also look back and think, how often? And I know some people say, well, I've been married to my fit true love. And that, that's great. And I'm not I'm not saying anything about that. But there's not it's not often that people who meet when they're young do actually go anywhere. And the funny thing is, we were never even dating. But the pain that I felt and the things that I allowed to be said and done in that situation... I just want you girls out there or boys or any any person that's listening I want you to know that you do not deserve it but you're also not stupid you are because you're young and we're all stupid at that age because life experience and you know I used to think it too when people would say oh you'll realize when you're older and I still hate that saying when I'm older now because it doesn't matter. Like, you can tell me, oh, you, you'll laugh when you're older. And, like, I laugh now at situations. But in that moment, that does not help me. Because in that moment, I am in agony. I'm ashamed. I am crying in the shower. I am looking at pictures and posting photos that I hope that they're looking at. And I am putting posts with quotes online, hoping that they're going to read it and somehow feel some kind and getting goosebumps every time they like a photo or message me that that is facts 
that will always be facts so if you are going through that right now I'm going to tell you I promise you will get through it but you do not deserve it you are not stupid and if anyone out there makes you feel like you are not worth either being in a relationship even if you're acting like you're in a relationship and they don't want that relationship you need to leave if they make you feel like they don't want you to be around their friends or that you're only there for one reason or they don't appreciate you or they're just straight up nasty you do not deserve to be there leave if you're young you are going to find someone else you are going to find many people and you might even have your heart broken multiple times before you find the right person but that is okay that is supposed to happen but what should be okay is normalizing talking about it because some people say why would you why do you talk about it why do you bring it up and i think it's important because why are we gatekeeping these bad experiences and just letting people go through them thinking that they're on their own like year after year after year like generation 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 just be honest and open about embarrassing shit that you did or had done to you or even traumatic stuff because there's always going to be someone out there who resonates with it or who's going through it or has been through it and I think there's power in that there's power in experience so I hope you guys enjoyed today's first podcast hopefully there's going to be multiple I will always put trigger warnings if it's going to be talking about heavy topics because like I said I am not a stranger to trauma but I do want to be able to talk about it and also laugh about it when it's appropriate but that is everything for now please I will leave some details down below for a email address that you can send some experiences if you want me to read them out and that can become a part of the podcast if it gets any listeners but wherever that you are for now I hope you have a lovely morning day or night and I will see you again next time Bye.